What would you do if you were hanging out at your buddy's house, just chilling, when all of a sudden, you realized a dark presence awaited you down the hall? And then we look into the mysterious phenomenon known as Missing 411. Why have people all over the country mysteriously vanished into thin air? Is it possible they're being attacked by secret government agents, interdimensional entities, or even Bigfoot himself? Or is it possible that the mastermind behind this threat is rap superstar Lil Nas X? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garvener. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. So first off, running into Dead Rabbit Radio Command. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for Cat Cans. Woohoo, yeah, wee, yeah. Running on in, little cat man. Running on in to Dead Rabbit Radio Command. Cat Cans recently posted their Spotify wrapped I say recently, I meant back in December. A lot of you guys did this. It's taken a while to get through the list, but that's totally fine. Cat Cans posted their Spotify rap to show everyone on his social media that he loves Dead Rapper Radio. So that is a great way to get the word out about the show. If you can't support the show financially through the Patreon or through YouTube memberships or anything like that, merch store, it's totally fine. It really, really is. Just help spread the word about Dead Rapper Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Cat Cans, let's go ahead and get this party started. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirgible. Everyone climb on board this giant blimp as Cat Cans leaves Dead Rabbit Radio Command and flies us all the way out to a friendly neighborhood. Nice, leisurely glide in the Dead Rabbit Dirgible, flying on out to a friendly neighborhood. We're headed all the way out to this friendly neighborhood. We don't know exactly where the story took place. It could have taken place in a crime-ridden hellhole of a neighborhood. I'm just guessing that it was friendly and being a little optimistic. But anyways, we're about to meet this young man. Let's call him Mickey. We don't have real names for the story. We're going to call him Mickey. And we're going to say his best friend's name is Ozzy. And Mickey goes, here's the thing, man. When I was younger, back in high school... I hung out with this dude named Ozzy. He was pretty cool, man. And Mickey says, you know, back in high school, it was really cool. Ozzy's mom was one of those cool moms. In high school, his mom let me and Ozzy drink beer in the house. It's not good. In the very least, that's not being a good role model. At the most, it's highly illegal. Mickey said, yeah, Ozzy's mom let us drink beer in the house. We'd go upstairs. We'd grab a case of Budweiser. Sit down. He also didn't say I'm editorializing a lot. He didn't say it was a case. Maybe she only let him sip a beer. It's still illegal. Still highly, highly illegal. You're like, okay, kids, one beer tonight. He goes, Ozzy's mom let us drink beer in the house. She didn't really care what was going on. And that's perfect for two high school boys who want to drink. And he said, I'd go over there a lot. And the way that his house was laid up is that Ozzy's room was upstairs. And then you had, like, the hallway outside of Ozzy's bedroom. 
and the hallway ended at the computer room. So I'm assuming this is an older story. I don't know how many people have a dedicated computer room anymore. But he goes, you had Ozzy's room, and then if you took a little trip down the hallway, it would dead end into the computer room. In fact, the two rooms are so close that Ozzy's bedroom shared a wall with the computer room. Pretty normal layout of a house, but what struck Mickey as odd, and I don't know if Ozzy mentioned this, but Mickey definitely picked up on it. Ozzy had two dogs. We'll name them Rover and Tex. Mickey goes, these dogs would avoid the computer room at all costs. They would never go in there. In fact, they wouldn't even be in Ozzy's room. They would not even be near the wall that was shared with the computer room. They wouldn't be against that far wall. They hated the computer room so much that even when they were in Ozzy's room... They would be only against the walls that weren't connected to the computer room. They would just sit and growl at the wall. Show their teeth. And you know, you'd look over and you'd be like, Rover Tex, what are you guys looking at? And they're just staring at a wall. Okay, that's weird. Weird. For anything. <laughs> It'd be weird if a human did it. Definitely be weird if a human did it. It's weird if dogs are doing it. It'd be weird if a goldfish did it. They wanted so little to do with the computer room. They wouldn't even be near that shared wall. And when they were in Ozzy's room, they would just growl. Just growl occasionally and, and bare their teeth. Well, one night. That's all the setup for this story. One day, Ozzy and Mickey are downstairs. And the dogs are upstairs. And, you know, they're going to call it a night. Mickey and Ozzy are like, hey, let's let's head upstairs. Let's go up to my room. So as Mickey and Ozzy are getting ready to head upstairs, all of a sudden they hear the dogs upstairs just losing their mind. Ruff, 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 ruff. Just barking as loud as they can. Mickey goes, me and Ozzy, we were concerned. We didn't know what was going on. This was totally uncharacteristic for these two puppy pals. We ran upstairs. And we see. The hallway. We see where Ozzy's room will be. But if you look straight down that hallway, it ends in the computer room. He said the computer room door was wide open. And there was nothing but darkness inside that room. Outside the computer room is Rover and Tex. And they're staring into that darkness. Mickey said it was even more than that. It wasn't that they were just staring into the darkness. They were both looking at something. You could tell from the angle of their heads. Because they're standing behind them down a hallway. (laughs) But he could... He said the way that they were both looking, they were both fixated on the same thing. Something that Mickey and Ozzy could not see. But the dogs could. 
And these dogs are completely going nuts. Mickey and Ozzy, they're on the stairs and they're watching this unfold. They don't know exactly what's... You would think someone had broken into the house. Someone had happened to hop up the second story. was standing in darkness. <laughs> Maybe the lawnmower man came out of the computer. You know, all bets are off. Who knows what these dogs are freaking out about. They see something you can't see. And then all of a sudden, Rover and Tex, without any pause in the barking, they're still barking, they're still growling and baring their teeth, Rover and Tex both begin to slowly back up. They're not turning away. They're not turning away. They're both clearly looking at something that Mickey and Ozzy can't see. They're not turning away, but they're walking backwards. They don't want to take their eyes off of this threat, off of this thing that is approaching them. Mickey and Ozzy can't see anything. They're just watching Rover and Tex in this state of panic and bravado the weird thing that a dog can be both scared and scary at the same time they're both walking backwards rover and tex barking as loud as they can mickey and ozzy are watching this and they realize that it's not just that rover and tex are walking backwards they're walking towards the staircase they're walking towards where the two boys are standing as if some invisible entity is marching towards the boys, and the dogs are the first and last line of defense. <laughs> Remember, the, the two kids, they were going to go up there just to hang out in Ozzy's room, and then when they heard the dogs losing it, they went up there because they were afraid something had happened, but now... They're afraid for themselves. <laughs> now they're like, what is going on here? So they actually run down the stairs. And as they're running down the stairs, they still hear Rover and Tex barking furiously at something. And the two dogs are still backing up. Mickey said we got to the bottom of the stairs. And we both look up, and we see a few moments later, Rover and Tex come into view. We see them come into view at the top part of the stairs. And they're still just both barking, growling, baring their teeth. And then Rover and Tex turn tail and run down the stairs as fast as they can. Mickey and Ozzy totally creeped out. Totally creeped out by this whole series of events. They don't see anything up there. They don't see anything come down the stairs. They don't hear anything come down the stairs. 
They really don't know what to make of that. Because up to this point, it's just been a thing that the dogs have not liked the computer room. They don't want to be in the computer room. But now they were clearly seeing something come out of the computer room and walk down that hallway. Mickey said, after that, I kept hanging out with Ozzy, right? I kept hanging out with Ozzy, crush a few beers before gym class. I kept hanging out with Ozzy, but I never went into the computer room again. He felt that was warning enough that there was something in that room. If you had a thought before that, because just the way the dogs acted, how they didn't want to go in there. Mickey said, I'm never going into the computer room again, and he never did. Mickey also said, as far as I know, those dogs, Rover and Tex, as far as I know, they never even went upstairs again. Even though that's where Ozzy's room was. They just stayed downstairs for the rest of the time living in that home. That's a, I mean, this is, I found this story online. It was posted by a guy by the name Michael Goigol. Michael Goigol. This, this is, I mean, it's a, it's a basic ghost entity story. Basic in the sense that the idea that animals can sense the presence of spirits or entities that we cannot sense. That's, that is kind of a trope. Whether it's in a movie or stories in real life, that is a way that people can figure out something is off. It's funny to think, I just thought about this, ghost hunters, a lot of them will use, a lot of ghost hunters are trying to prove that ghosts exist. We talked about this briefly yesterday. I don't want to go into it again so much, or I might have edited it out on yesterday's episode. I've never been the type of paranormal researcher who's trying to convince a skeptic. If anything, I'm trying to convince myself that a particular place is haunted. and Or if someone says, I need to know if this place is haunted, that's one thing. But I'm never trying to like gather information so somebody who doesn't believe in ghosts will believe. I, I think that's kind of a fool's errand. But there are people who do that. I guess I shouldn't call them fool. I'm not actually calling them fools, but you know what I mean? Like you're never going to get just the perfect piece of proof unless the skeptic is possessed. They're flying around, shooting flames out of their eyeballs. And even then they'd probably figure out a way. I don't know. I, I ate some Mexican food that day. Sure was spicy. Flames shot out of my eyeballs. So but it's funny because you bring all these devices, you bring these things to measure cold spots, and you bring these things to check for EVPs. I wonder if there's any, okay, I just realized there's one, but I was going to say, I wonder if there's any group of ghost hunters that uses dogs. And then I realized Scooby-Doo, right? You got to count good old Scooby. But um, other than cartoon characters, I think it would actually be a really cool ghost hunting show if... They had a dog, like a really cool dog. That would be dope, right? And you would like let the dog loose. <laughs> you let the dog loose in this abandoned hospital. It's all attacking hobos. 
But I think it actually would help uh, ghost investigations to have an animal because I do think they can see things. And this isn't an, a controversial statement. This is, this is pretty much known in the ghost community, in the paranormal researcher community. Animals can sense things humans can't. So in that way, this is a pretty typical story. At the same time, though, I find it interesting because there is no, neither of the people, Mickey or Ozzy, never said that they felt off about that room. Neither of them ever said they felt creeped out when they were in that room. So here's the thing. If it was just like a ghost, if it was the ghost of a kindly old man who blew his brains out in the computer room, he's like, I've had enough. I've had enough. Oh, the internet, you've ruined me. And they blow their brains out. And now it's just kind of a ghost sitting in the corner. You might not ever know that room's haunted. That room may not give you any sort of negative energy because the it's not a spooky ghost. But the fact that the dogs were reacting so violently to it, even before, right? They didn't want to be anywhere near that shared wall. It's weird, that difference, that the dogs were in a fight mode and flight mode at the ending the dogs were ready to go. So the dogs perceived it as the biggest threat they could possibly find, while two boys could sit in there and type in boobs into the search engine and see what pops up for hours on end and not feel creeped out. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very, very interesting that the dogs reacted so violently, yet no humans thought anything was wrong. And that's also what's really creepy. If you're in your house and your house is haunted by a spirit. If it doesn't mean you any harm, if you don't even know it's there, if you're able to take a shower and you don't realize there's like a little girl hiding behind the toilet, or if you're in your kitchen or cooking and you don't know there's a little boy hiding in your oven, he's like, that's better than hiding behind a toilet for the rest of the time. When you go about your day, you don't know that there are watchful eyes on you at all times, the eyes of the dead. You know, ignorance is bliss, right? Ignorance is bliss. But if it's such a threat that two dogs never go into the room, that two dogs don't even want to be physically near the room, that two dogs refuse to go upstairs ever again after this incident, if it's a threat that violent and vile, and you don't even know it's there, there's no inkling. That's just terrifying. It's one thing to live in an area where you know there's a lot of brown recluse spiders. So you got to keep an eye out for them. It's another thing to move into an area where there's no brown recluse spiders. But there's one underneath your pillow tonight. (laughs) You're like, great, thanks, Jason, thanks. Now I'm going to go after... Flip my pillows over. There are no brown recluses where I live. Are you sure? Creepy story. I do believe animals can see things that people can't. I do believe kids can see things that people can't. This thing, whatever this entity was, seemed to be so destructive. The dogs were putting their lives on the line to save these boys. But after that, they never went back upstairs. Even though the humans didn't know what was in that house, those dogs did. They faced it down. And the dogs lost that fight. 
They lost that territory. But the entity still remained. Cat cans, I'm going to go in and touch the keys to the world-famous carpenter copter. We're leaving behind this house. Fly us all the way out to the great outdoors. We're walking around the great outdoors, and we're seeing kids running around. They're picking berries. We see some dad teaching a little boy how to fly a kite. Hold on to the string, Jimmy. Let that kite fly. I'm doing it, Daddy. I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, you are. We see a mom setting up a picnic. She's carrying baskets and stuff like that. Yogi Bear, you know he was going to show up. Hey, boo-boo. This is a missing 411 story. Oh, Yogi, not again. Those missing kids make me cry. We see one of those little girls picking berries out of the bush. She goes, I'll be right back. And she runs around the berry bush. She wanted to get berries on the other side of it. She's never seen again. That young boy who was flying the kite. Daddy, daddy, look at me. I'm Benjamin Franklin. Oh, no, the kite. I, I let go. I'll run behind that berry bush. Never seen again. Hey, boo-boo, where did you go? Oh, boo-boo, no! Missing 411. It's not all just kids. It's definitely, I went with the darkest angle with that intro. Missing 411, we've done episodes on it before. It's a mystery that far predates the production of the show. It started off with David Pallades, Pallades, however you pronounce it. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I really don't know how to pronounce his name, but David pioneered this conspiracy theory. I think that's probably the best way to put it called Missing 411 in a series of books. But for the longest time, we're out of print. It was like $100 a book. You can only buy them from people who'd previously had them. And then over time, through the paranormal community, through podcasts, I think this was the first podcast to cover it was Mysterious Universe. But you would see this stuff pop up on Mysterious Universe, great paranormal podcast. You'd see this stuff pop up on conspiracy forums and paranormal forums. And then eventually, luckily, David started republishing the books. They'd been out of print for a while and began updating them. And that's why we are now fully aware of the missing 411 phenomenon. We don't know what causes it, but it's this idea that in national parks around America, people go missing. Sometimes they are found. Sometimes they are not. Sometimes they go missing forever. Sometimes they're found alive. Sometimes they're found dead miles away from where they went missing. And when we do have this happen to kids, it is odd when a kid gets lost in Yellowstone or Jellystone and then ends up their body being found two miles away on a rocky cliff face. There's like a shoe jammed into a crevice or something like that. And they're like, how did he get up there? How did the six-year-old get way up here? Missing 411, a lot of different theories of what it could be. Bigfoot. It could be Bigfoot. It could be a government agency using cloaking suits. That's a very common one. The other one is just some sort of unknown entity. Something coming out of a cave system. Something interdimensional. But this idea that people would go missing and never be seen again or found dead. 
in an unusual place. That's kind of the hallmark of missing 411. There's the most famous case where a kid went missing and was found later. Listen, that actually happens all the time, luckily, right? People go missing and are found. But the most famous creepy one of that, I'll put it in the show notes because it is pretty famous. I like covering more obscure stuff. It's the story of a little boy who went missing. And when they did find him uh, the next day, it might have been a couple days later, he said that his grandma showed up, but his grandma was actually a robot and took him to a cave where I believe there were other robots and they made him poop on some metal sheet. It was either other robots or talking bears just off the top of my head. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't remember, but he was found and he told this absolutely, absolutely insane story. And that's a very, very famous story in this missing in national parks type of thing. Usually it's a tragic ending. Usually it's the person's never found or they're found dead in an unusual place, place they most likely wouldn't have access to. We don't know what's causing it or do we? Because while David has done decades worth of work into the subject and paranormal researchers have tried to figure it out as well, is it possible that the answer to this was right underneath our noses the whole time? Is it possible that the real culprit of this is Lil Nas X? Lil Nas X, if you don't know, he's a rapper who likes to be provocative. He most famously did a video where he was giving Satan a lap dance. <sighs> yeah, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm not, I, listen, I actually like Lil Nas's X music. As a person, I'm, I know people don't like it when I say this. I'm sure he's fine. Also, the fact that he recently did a video where he pretended to be Jesus Christ and he was crucified on the cross while he's rapping. I get why people don't like that. I totally get it. Right? I'm not the biggest fan of it either, to be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of it either. To be honest, his music's okay. I've liked some of his songs. I hate Old Town Road, but other things that he put out is okay. I'm a rap fan. Um, the, the music videos leave a lot to be desired. But I'm also, listen, man, I, I, when Tupac had an album where he was crucified on it, I wasn't complaining about that. I would be hypocritical, I think. If I start complaining about this dude, although to be fair, Tupac wasn't rapping on the cross. My point is, is that I'm not a huge fan of his videos. I'm a huge fan of free speech, even if it is designed to make people angry. He recently did a video where he was, I mean, I can understand why people don't like the guy. I know people hate it when I talk about Lil Nas X. Cause I've done it before on the show. He recently had this TikTok or this Twitter video or whatever it was of him wearing like holy robes like he's at a church and he's it's ridiculous he's pounding grape juice or maybe wine southern baptist is how i was raised we use grape juice and he's eating like handfuls of crackers that's supposed to be the eucharist it's supposed to be the blood of christ and the body of christ it's symbolic and he's like oh, nom, 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 nom. he's eating. listen i get it why people why he pisses people off i get it but through all that, through all that, right, I never would have suspected in a million years that the man who wrote Old Town Road could be behind Missing 411. Is it possible that Lil Nas X is the answer? X marked the spot all along. Let's take a look at this story. I know that's a long lead up. Let's take a look at this story. We're about to meet this young woman. Let's call her Eden. 
We don't have her real name. That's fine. She wrote into the website Phantoms and Monsters. This is written and run by a guy named Lon Strickler. He does a ton of stuff. I really recommend people checking out the site. Really good stuff. She writes him and she goes, Hey, Lon, I just had this amazing encounter. And I don't know how to process it. And I know that you really liked that story I wrote a while back about that time when my husband saw The Glimmer Man. Not the movie. I always have to tell that joke. Not the movie with Marlon Wayans and Steven Seagal. No, The Glimmer Man. I'll put an episode in the show notes. We got a couple, I think, on him. It's this predator-like entity when you look at it and it moves you can see like the heat waves like the predator in his invisibility suit i told you once that my husband saw a glimmer man well not to be outdone my husband might have seen the glimmer man but i saw the truth and it almost destroyed me <laughs> isn't the truth better than the glimmer man lon eden is a woman of faith she says and that faith is really important to her. So that's good. A good foundation is always a good place to start. She also says she's had a lot of paranormal encounters throughout her life. She's a bit of a nerd, as she describes herself. This almost reads like a dating profile, honestly, in the beginning. She's a bit of a nerd. She has a strong heart towards the divine. She's seen some paranormal stuff. She loves playing with computers. And she taught herself how to code. And she's recently been using this thing called Web3. It's a new step in the internet. It's supposed to be decentralized. It'll basically turn the internet as, as it was back in the day. It's, everything's going to be using this um, packet network decentralized thing. Right? I did kind of look it up. I was like, oh, what's Web3? I had to look it up. No longer will we be slaves to the AOL Lycos empire. We can finally break free of these bonds and have a decentralized internet. So that's kind of her setup. It's the year 2023. It's springtime. And Eden just woke up. Oh, stretching. Birds are flying around outside. Honeysuckle dripping morning dew. She's laying in her bed, getting ready to start the day, just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, she sees something appear right above her headboard. Huh, what? She's sitting there on her bed, and a portal has appeared right above her headboard. She looks inside the portal and she sees the interior of a church. She hears hymns being played on a piano. She hears hymns being played on a piano. She sees her old pastor there. She goes, when I attended church, this was my minister. This guy that I'm looking at. Standing here, this isn't the church that she went to, but it's the same minister. And she goes, I stopped going with I stopped going to church to see this minister. It's a long story. But after hearing this story, I definitely want more details about what happened at that previous church. She said, I'm 
looking at this portal, and through the portal I can see the interior of this church. I see my old minister there. And he was scowling. Mm -mm -mm. Shaking his head, like, mm, had this look on his face, like, well, nope, uh-uh. And his arms were crossed. Mm -mm -mm. Be odd, right, to wake up and see a portal above your headboard. Be even weirder if inside that portal was a minister of a church you don't go to anymore, but that's a long story. But to make it all weird, and to make it all weirder, standing next to the minister is Lil Nas X. And they're having a meeting. Eden's old minister and Lil Nas X are having some sort of meeting, and she doesn't say what Lil Nas X is saying, but she can clearly hear what the minister's saying. He's going, she won't listen to me, Lil Nas. She won't listen to me. This is never going to work. This is... No. Mm -mm -mm. Lil Nas X, I don't know what you're thinking, but she's not going to listen to me. At that point, Lil Nas X bends over and then turns... <laughs> this is so ridiculous. This would be one of the most ridiculous stories we've ever covered on the podcast. Lil Nas X bends over and turns his head to kind of look at Eden with this devilishly evil smile as church music continues to fill this church. Lil Nas X bent over and is looking right at Eden, and... This is the point where she goes, by the way, I'm not a fan of Lil Nas X, but by the way, I don't know why he's here. I don't like Lil Nas X. She described him as quote unquote foul and said that, I mean, you know, I said he had like a devilishly evil grin. That's not super descriptive. She said he, quote, had a stupid, idiotic, semi-evil sounding nervous laugh to accompany his smile. So that might put you more in the picture. Stupid, idiotic, semi-evil-sounding, nervous laugh. And a minute passes. He's doing this for a minute. <laughs> Bent over, staring at Eden, and she said a minute passed, and I didn't move. I'm just watching this play out. And Lil Nas X lost his patience. She could tell that Lil Nas X didn't get what he wanted. This was his plan. And the minister was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that little Nas X standing in an interdimensional mortal bent over with a stupid, idiotic, evil sounding laugh is not going to get you to travel the realms of infinity. <laughs> who would have thought, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that could get me through a portal. Little Nas X is not one of them. His music's okay. I'm not going to jump across the void to hang out with the dude. A minute passes, Eden doesn't move, Lil Nas X loses his patience, the hole disappears, and she's just looking at a blank wall. There was zero proof left that any of this ever happened. She said she didn't really know how to process this, which is fair, right? I think even the most David Paulides would be like, oh, what? I, I thought maybe, I don't know, Bigfoot would be in there. Lil Nas X, what? Like, how would you, even if you were, this was your bread and butter, this is what you studied all the time. 
You're walking through the forge. You're like, Jason, wait, is that it? Is that what this whole buildup was to? What does any of this have to do? You're like, Jason, you got something else, right? It's another story of some housewife who saw Lil Nas X in a church. He didn't turn that in. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So anyways, you're like, ah, very easy to unsubscribe to a channel, Jason. It took a lot for me to give you a chance in the first place. Well, hold on. It would be odd to anybody. She has a hard time processing it, as I think most of us would. A month or two later, she was working on some Web3 stuff. Because that's what she's into, doing all this computer stuff. She finds out about something called Spatial. Which is a type of thing on Web3. <laughs> did you look up what Spatial is? I did, I did. Basically, it's a way to kind of interact with different websites using portals. That was the term that was used. And that's when it clicks for her. She goes, oh my God, that's what I saw was a portal. She didn't really have the terminology for it at first. She goes, this is insane. This Web3 stuff is a portal. So you can look into other websites. And that's what I saw. A real-life portal. After she finds out about all this portal stuff, a month or two later, she goes to her husband and says, Hey, honey, this is going to sound insane. <laughs> I mean, literally insane. This is going to sound like the weirdest thing you've ever heard. But the other day I woke up and there was this portal. And I just found out what that word is. It's a thing that you can travel through. There's a portal. And on the other side of this portal was Lil Nas X. And he wanted me to jump through the portal and I didn't and then disappeared and then I didn't tell you about it for a month or two later the husband's waking up in the morning like three days later he's like ah he wakes up Lil Nas X is bent over you might want to warn the people you live with if you listen if you see something this paranormal tell people especially you don't have to go and buy a billboard or anything like that but you should tell the people you live with hey just a heads up <laughs> little nas x is in our walls the portal float above our headboard just be aware of that but apparently she didn't she goes i told my husband and her husband's reaction is what i think anyone's reaction would be he laughed at her which sucks right i mean i know we're having a good time about this and all that this is the reason why people don't talk about the paranormal, because they get laughed at. What's interesting is, remember, her husband saw a glimmer man. This is something I talk about on the show all the time. If your best friend said, I think my house is haunted, I saw a ghost, you'd be like, wow, that's really scary. If your best friend said, hey, you got to come over, I caught a leprechaun, he's in a jar under my bed, you would think your friend was a lunatic. They're both paranormal. They're, they both have centuries of belief and culture behind them. But one is funny. And one isn't. One's taken a little more seriously. The husband saw a glimmer man and he's like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then the wife's like, well, I, not to up the crazy, but I actually saw a little Nas X in our bedroom through a portal. He laughed at her and that kind of made her mad, which I understand. And, and she hammers at home. She goes, honey, what if I had jumped through the portal? What if I went through that portal and went to hang out with Lil Nas X, you would have never known what had happened to me. She said, I would just had vanished. She goes, I would have just vanished from the face of the earth. She goes, my car keys would still be here. 
My purse would still be here. All my money would still be here. The car would be in the driveway. And no one would ever know what happened to me. All that stuff would be exactly where they should be. The purse, the car, the keys, the money. All of that would be exactly where it's supposed to be. But Eden would be somewhere else. Eden would be with Lil Nas X. She's right. Listen, the story sounds outlandish. It's a story that only has one witness. That could definitely be something that could be chalked up to mental illness. Seeing something that ridiculous does boggle the mind. But I don't necessarily think we... I mean, listen, <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for a skeptical answer, that could be it. I don't think she's mentally ill. We've talked about stuff... That's weirder on the show. You're like, Jason, no, we haven't. We have not talked about anything weirder on the show. Well, here's the thing. I can't state for a fact that it's true. We are, we do have to take her at her word. But what if she is right? We know that the phenomenon is real. We Let's piece it apart. If this was just a story about portals, we know those are real. If it's a story about missing people... We know those are real. The only thing that is crazy in the story is Lil Nas X bent over in a church. That's the only outlier to this entire thing. It's the title of the episode. It's the main reason why I'm covering it. Sure. But that's the biggest outlier to the story. She may have actually seen into the phenomenon of missing 411. She may have actually seen what is happening here. And there's two creepy things about this. One, if this story is true, and if this is what causes people to go missing, one, it explains, actually three things. One, it explains how we have all these stories about people just disappearing in their homes. Cases like this. People come home, and their mom's gone. She's never seen again. Her purse is on the counter. Her keys are on the counter. Her car's in the garage. We do see those missing people stories. We generally chalk them up to kidnappings. If you were going to run away, you figure you'd take your car. But what if they're actually being abducted through these portals and we have no idea what they are? If the, Those aren't super common, though. We do see more missing 411 cases than missing people like that. But what if missing 411 isn't just about the wilderness? What if it's a phenomenon that is hitting suburban and urban centers? What if it's not this... Kids picking berries, they go around the bush, they're never seen again. What if it's so much more widespread than that? What if it's everywhere at this point? Because you may go, well, I'll just never go to a national park, or I'll never, I'll never enjoy nature, I'll never be in the outdoors, or I'll never go, if I do go to a national park, I'll stay on the trail, I'll do this, I'll do that, and you have a pretty boring trip because you don't go off the trail and chase rattlesnakes around, and then you go home and you're like, oh, what a great day. And then you fall in a portal anyways. You get sucked into an alternate void anyways. But then what if, and this is something that, I guess the theory that the government's behind missing 411, but yeah, what if there is a human behind this whole phenomenon? What if there is a human intelligence? It's not some creature. It's not just some natural phenomenon people are falling prey to. What if it's actually the evil of humans that are causing this 411 phenomenon it's creepy enough to imagine just going missing falling down a cliff no one ever finds your body that's creepy right maybe you're alive for a couple days both your legs are broken you're screaming for help no one hears you i just had to make it creepier you're like okay no that that's creepy now that's creepy enough 
It's another thing. Think about it. what would you rather do? Be walking down the street and get killed by a tornado or be walking down the street and shot in the back of the head? <laughs> we have to choose one. I've already said the sentence. You got to choose one. I would rather be killed by the tornado because <laughs> that would be kind of fun, right? I'm flying around. I'm like, look at me. I'm, su- I'm Superman. His glass is shredding my eyeballs. His cows are flying around and hitting me from behind. <laughs> that would be cool. But also the fact that there's no evil. There's no evil involved in that. I'm killed by this natural force. The guy walking up behind me with a shotgun blows my brain out. That... It's terrible. And there was an evil person. I was killed because of an evil person. And what if missing 401 is something like that? What if it's not just this natural or supernatural phenomenon? It's actually a human intelligence behind it. What if it's just one human intelligence behind it? What if it's not a government agency? What if it's Lil Nas X? Now, I will say this for the skeptics, you're like, wait, isn't this guy only like 24? Hasn't, little, hasn't missing 411 been going on for decades? There's a little bit of flaws in the logic. But if Eden's story is correct, we might have a clue. It might actually be Rap Superstar. Maybe he didn't start missing 411. But he'll be damned if he lets anyone stop it. He's looking for fresh victims to fall into his portal trap. New victims every single day. So when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're enjoying the sunlight on your eyes and you hear a little snap, crackle, and pop come from somewhere in your room, a portal is opening. (laughs) Don't look in it. Don't look in it because just walk out. You're like, kids are like, hey, we want to play with you. You're like, nope. Let's just all leave the house for the rest of the day. We might not ever return. We might just sell it. Don't look into it because you may be curious to look into that portal. But will you have the strength, the courage? Will you have the willpower to turn away from Lil Nas X? As he bends over in front. Why is he bending over? That's the most ridiculous part of this whole story. But will you be able to walk away when Lil Nas X is bent over smiling and laughing that stupid, idiotic, evil, nervous laugh? You may think you're strong enough to see that and not be tempted to jump through the portal. But what if you're wrong? DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.